0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Wednesday, December the 8th. Hello, my friends. Hope you're extraordinarily well. And of course, as always, we've got some video game news to talk about. Let's get into it. First things first, I'd like to give you yet another update with Activision Blizzard. Yesterday, we talked about how the QA department at Raven Software was doing a walkout because the company was laying off some employees, which a lot of people felt they should not have been laying off. And it turns out the walkout has spread beyond Raven Software. And in fact, the central QA team for Treyarch has also walked out, as well as the QA departments within a number of other studios under Activision. Again, just to reiterate, this is a major deal. Assuming this walkout is something that they're able to sustain, uh, employee bargaining is not something to be tossed aside. We'll see what happens. Destiny 2 has had one of the game's biggest patches ever. And there's actually some pretty interesting stuff happening in it. Now, of course, there's a ton of content in there that you might expect. Some exotic weapons, a new dungeon, a ton of balance changes. And then there's a few other interesting things. One of them is that they overhauled the ability cooldown system. Primarily the fact that individual abilities can have different cooldowns now. Before, the cooldowns were dependent on the tier of ability that they were. And then another neat thing is that they actually released a set of weapons that are clearly inspired by Halo. Because the developers, Bungie, were the original devs of Halo. And this update is to celebrate their 30th anniversary. So they want to do a ton of crossover stuff. And again, this isn't an official crossover. It just kind of looks like weapons that are Halo. So there's stuff like the battle rifle and the energy sword. Looks pretty cool, anyway. So there you go. This probably won't matter to... Anybody who doesn't play Destiny, it's not like a huge excuse to go play the game. But what might entice you is the new expansion that they have in February called The Witch Queen. We'll see how that turns out. Okay, I have avoided this topic for a long time, but this is by far the biggest story in the space of blockchain and NFTs. Because Ubisoft have officially announced that they are adding NFTs to Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Now, if you don't know what an NFT is, I I cannot explain it to you in the time that I have. Please Google it. It takes a bit of research to understand. But needless to say, it implements things like blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Now, they're calling their entire NFT platform Quartz, Ubisoft Quartz, and then the NFTs themselves are going to be called Digits, and the first implementation of Digits will be in Ghost Recon. Anyway, this is the promise. First of all, huge marketing point is that it is uh, far more energy efficient than you know Bitcoin or any other kind of cryptocurrency transaction. They're also saying, hey, this is purely cosmetic. Everything here is going to not influence gameplay. And then as is common with these collectibles, every single digit will have a serial code on it to mark its unique ID. Now, keep in mind, this is for their beta, their first attempt at this. I imagine in the future, they will be doing gameplay mechanic driven NFTs. But certainly this is the biggest event for NFTs in the gaming space by far. A lot of companies have been talking about it. Lot of new companies coming out, which are blockchain-based, but we haven't seen much in terms of major corporations actually doing something. So here we are. I don't know, it's interesting. I'm I'm not nearly as down on NFTs as social media seems to be. I really do believe in the underlying technology and the the future of what they can be. But as it stands right now, NFTs and gaming are not a convincing sell. And it's gonna take projects like this to really figure out where they can be best implemented. Also, who else is not surprised at all to hear that Ubisoft was the first big company to jump on this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and for our final story, we've gotten some more details about Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, which brings together Uncharted 4 and the spin-off Lost Legacy. So they've announced that it is going to be releasing on the PlayStation 5 on January 28th of next year. And if you have already purchased one of those games on the PlayStation 4, then you can actually get this collection for $10. It's also worth noting that the multiplayer mode for Uncharted 4 is not going to be included. You know what else is really cool? Is that if you live in the US, UK, Australia, or New Zealand, then you can actually get a voucher when you buy this game to go and see the Uncharted movie that's gonna be coming out in theaters next February. It's not often you get something like that. That's pretty cool. That includes if you upgrade. And the only other thing I should mention is that uh, the PC release of this collection is going to have its own release date, which we don't know just yet. So that is TBD. Okay, other than that, that's all for now. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. Greatly appreciated. Of course, back with the news tomorrow, as always. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Thank you for your patience while I was away the past few days. Had a, had a weird schedule going on there, and I needed to just kind of get out as fast as possible. Uh, but we're here. So what have I been up to? Well, I played and completed the game Inscription. It is extraordinarily good, Uh, but it's also one of those games where you can't talk too, too much about it for fear of spoilers. You know, like uh, Outer Wilds is another great example of that. Like if you start talking a little too much, then the actual experience of playing the game can be ruined. Well, maybe not ruined, but spoiled, certainly. Personally, if I had heard the spoilers of this game, I wouldn't have cared. Uh, For me, the journey of the game was interesting. And worth it, even if I knew what was going to happen. But anyway, you should definitely go and play and and get a get a good chunk into that game because it is very very good. And I'm not just saying that as somebody who is a fan of deck building roguelikes. By the way, again, I can't say too much, but if you know anything about the creator of of the game, uh, he is known for subverting expectations and doing something a little funky. So don't don't just look at the gameplay mechanics in the trailer and be like, ah, yes. This is yet another Slay the Spire. You know, it's, it's not. It has a definitive beginning and end. Anyway, what else is going on? I don't know. I, I finally talked about NFTs today. It's something that I don't think I've ever covered in the main show, just because there hasn't really been a project big enough to cover. There's a lot of NFTs that are very, very popular in, in gaming. I mean, Axie Infinity and so Rare and uh, The Sandbox, CryptoKitties, Gods Unchained. There's a lot of stuff there. Probably with like hundreds of thousands of players, right? There's a lot of crypto people, but nothing from from the major studios who are certainly going to be involved in NFTs in some way, because it is the pure definition of pay to win, right? Like if if we're going to have FIFA Ultimate Team, then I promise you EA is going to have NFTs. And uh, I don't know, why did I avoid it? It's a complicated topic for sure. Explaining what an NFT is, if you don't know what it is, is like a whole thing. Also, I think that the general games industry really looks down on them right now. In some cases, very justifiably so. Uh, I do think the implementation of them in video games are going to be more for exploitation and making money as opposed to, you know, act something that's actually fun. And that's very disappointing. And it's also very easy to make fun of NFTs. Like, why would you even bother talking about something so silly? But I've got to say... Watching the discourse around NFTs really, really reminds me about the discourse of anything else that ended up being really popular, or I shouldn't even say really popular, but just like foundational to society, if you will. Like I think about the in, the internet, right? And how that was just a fad that was silly or social media, right? Like everybody made fun of Facebook and then it became Facebook. Everybody made fun of TikTok. Some of you still make fun of TikTok. I see you, but you can't deny it's a cultural juggernaut. That it's a thing now and i think i think nfts is in that same space again not the current iteration of nfts but the the technology of nfts the smart contracts the decentralized nature of them i would not be surprised at all if in 10-15 years we're going to be buying our concert tickets and getting our driver's licenses as nfts maybe it won't be called that by then but this way of undeniably certifying that you own something or you are something you have something In combination with, like, I don't know, a public wallet. I mean, are you kidding me? We love to flaunt our stuff. Instagram entirely exists to make our lives look cool. And then you can, like, go and make a showcase of, like, here's all the concerts I went to. Here's all the sneakers I own, which you can just freely browse because everything is open access on on blockchain. Like, it's just wild. It's good to be critical. It's good to be analytical. But it's also really good to not jump to to the easy jokes, right? It's, it's way more complicated than right-click save as. Anyway, I could talk about this forever because it's really interesting to me, but I'm out of time. Thanks, folks. Hope you're well. And uh, let's check in again tomorrow, hopefully. Ciao.